0: It was a wild week two in the NFL. It definitely did not disappoint. But which teams were able to get back on track and which teams did we think were contenders and seriously fell short in week two? We're going to answer all of that. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday with Bo Brock.
1: You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, sir. Fire it up. It is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button and make sure you're getting alerts whenever we drop a new video. If you're listening on podcasts, we appreciate it. Wherever you may listen to your podcast, we appreciate you tuning in. Just so you know, the new Locked On NFL Draft Podcast relaunches today with your new host, Eric Crocker. He'll be uh, bringing the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings you the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Podcast Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. It was a wild week, too. We were hanging out. We were watching the early games, and they did not fall short We had the Browns bouncing back. We had the Bears and our first real look at Justin Fields. You had the Rams hanging on against the Colts. We'll get into that in a team, a surprise team at 2 0. We're going to hear from, of course, locked on NFL host, your boy Q, and locked on Raiders host as well here shortly. Also, I'm going to talk to our guy, Tic Tac Tyler, a wild one in Seattle where the Titans were able to bounce back after a brutal. Season opening loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Let's look at the week one action that was Cleveland Browns. Well, they took out the Houston Texans to Taylor. He looked good early on, but he had to leave the game with an injury. Rod Taylor had 125 yards in the air, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Nick Chubb was a beast on the ground. Put this one away with a touchdown late, 95 yards to go along with it. The Browns win 31-21 Baker Mayfield also injured in that game, but he finished it. He injured his non-throwing arm. Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, three hundred five yards, a touch, two touchdowns, and a pick as they just crushed the Saints. The Saints, a team that uh, absolutely just boat raced the Green Bay Packers in Week One, and then did not show up to play the game in Charlotte, twenty-six to seven. They fall. Jameis Winston, only one hundred eleven yards in the air, two picks. The Los Angeles Rams. They had to uh it was the the Colts coming back on them, and the Rams ended up winning this one 27-24. Cooper Cup, nine catches, 168 yards and two touchdowns. Carson Wentz, kind of a quiet day, 247 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And the Buffalo Bills all over the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen, pretty pedestrian numbers. 179 TD and INT, 35 rush yards. Bills win 35-0. Xavier and Howard, the only bright spot he had a pick. Guy's just an absolute ball hawk, had 10 picks last season. Tua was injured in that game. Uh, also looking at uh, the other earlier games, we had the uh, San Francisco 49ers, hold on, and beat the Philadelphia Eagles 17-11. Jimmy G, 189 yards, a touchdown and a rush TD. Jalen Hurts, 190 yards. He had a rushing touchdown as well, 82 yards on the ground. It was the Niners over the Eagles 17-11. Patriots take out the Jets. Zach Wilson, just a nightmare day. Four picks for the rookie signal caller. Number two overall pick out of BYU, Damian Harris, 62 yards and a touchdown for the Patriots. It was the Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater, 328 yards in the air, two touchdowns. Cortland Sutton, 159 yards. They take out the Jags, send Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence to 0-2. Broncos win 23-13. Trevor Lawrence, two picks, a touchdown in that game. And the Bears, our first real glimpse of Justin Fields, 60 yards in his real like NFL action, 60 yards, a pick, 31 rush yards. He was quieted, but the Bears win, take out the Bengals, 20-17. to and in a game on Sunday in the early set, it was the Raiders improving to 2 and 0. Derek Carr, 382 yards, two touchdowns. Henry Ruggs, the third, 113 yards receiving and a touchdown. The Steelers, Najee Harris, 82 total yards and a receiving touchdown. We're going to bring on our guy, NF- locked on NFL host, Friday host, locked on Raiders host, your boy Q. And uh, Q, it was a little less theatric as far as this W for the Raiders, unlike week one
2: yeah it was a lot different than week one you know it wasn't the heartbreak and then the excitement and then the heartbreak and then the excitement again it wasn't that but it was still a heck of an atmosphere being there at Heinz Field and just seeing the whole the whole uh game unfold and see all the crowd being uh, real loud and excited and fired up and of course Raider Nation travels really well as well but man it was a heck of an experience and uh, the Raiders went in there and got a dub, man, over a very tough team, uh, two AFC North opponents that they've gotten now two, two weeks in a row, even on a short week, and with a busted up offensive line. So, I mean, a very impressive win for the Raiders to leave Heinz Field, now 2-0 on the young
0: season. Who was kind of riding the momentum from the Monday night game more? Was it Derek Carr or was it maybe the defensive side of the football? You know, I, I got to
2: say it's the defensive side of the ball. You know, I mean, I think that, and this is something that Raider Nation for sure has no idea about because it's been so long since they've had a defense that can complement the offense. But, I mean, they just go out there and you feel really comfortable that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. You feel really comfortable that they're going to get the job done and they're going to get off the field. And time and time again, they were able to get to Big Ben and make him very uncomfortable. And through an early interception to Trayvon Mullen, and, you know, were able to turn the ball over, got him on fourth down. Made them turn the ball over then. I mean, they're just, they went out there with the confidence that they would get the ball back to the offense. And now they had a couple busts, and, and Big Ben's going to get you, you know, a couple times. Najee Harris had a nice little uh, catch and run for a touchdown. Big Ben hit a, a, a deep ball as well to uh, chase Claypool, and they got into the end zone. But I mean, for the most part, man, having the defense that this team has, it's, it's, it's almost kind of scary because this team could be really good if they can keep that up.
0: Your boy Q, of course, the host, Locked On Raiders. Friday's right here, Locked On NFL. He's got bragging rights over his co-host, Christopher Carter, as the uh, as the Vegas Raiders went into the Steel City and handed the Steelers an L. But Derek Carr, the other side of that, who I asked you about with the defense, Derek Carr balled out 382 yards, two touchdowns. Anything surprised you of his play in the first two games of the season?
2: No, you know, I think he's just kind of playing free. You know, he said that to us multiple times during training camp, that he was just going to go out there and ball, and he's confident in what he's doing. But I will say what the biggest, and I, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise, because it, it happened a lot last year, but the offensive line that's really banged up, and they had their their right tackle, Alex Leatherwood, go out in the game early uh, with an oblique injury today, uh, and they just, you know, put Brandon Parker in, who most people know has been a turnstile at, at, for the most part. But he was able to hold it down, and it just seems like Tom Cable is hitting the right buttons and getting the guys prepared to to when their their number is called, when their name is called. They all of a sudden they step up, and uh, so to be able to do what he did and throw the ball as many times as he did Monday night, and then throw the ball as much as he did today against uh you know against some really strong defensive fronts, and to have a makeshift off the defensive line that's what's really been impressive to me.
0: The run game did suffer from week one to week two. No Josh Jacobs in this contest. Peyton Barber got the most carries. Kenyon Drake limited to seven carries, nine yards. Any concern about that run game going forward?
2: No, not really. That was the approach. The approach was going to go, you know, just kind of be limited on the run game and just let Derek throw the ball around the yard. The thing about it is the yards, when they, they only had 17 yards on the ground up until about six minutes left in the fourth quarter when they needed to be able to run the ball and run some clock. Then all of a sudden, Barber hit a 10-yard run, a 13-yard run. Uh, Drake hit 11-yard run. I mean, it's, then they were able to all of a sudden run the ball. And I guess after after banging with that defensive line all day long, I guess it, it just kind of loosened things up because when they needed it, when they needed the kill hit, you know, the kill switch, they were able to do that, and they were able to run a little bit of clock. And that's how John Gruden wants to always kind of salt games away. So I was impressed that they were able to actually get that thing going, the run game going late in the game when they needed it the
0: most. Knock if you're with me, 2-0. and oh. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, Miami Dolphins come to town week three in Sin City as the Silver and Black go for 3-0. and Q, thanks for the insight, my man.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on the show.
0: double insight from your boy Q there. You're going to hear him with his bragging rights, his co-host Christopher Carter, of course, locked on Steelers. That's going down this Friday. You're not going to want to miss it. Also, you're not going to want to miss, we're talking about the Tennessee Titans here shortly. Tennessee Titans were one of the teams that uh, we did not expect to have its doors blown off in week one, but that's exactly what happened. They fell to the Arizona Cardinals 38-13. Could the Tennessee Titans, could they get a bounce back in week two against the Seattle Seahawks early on? It did not look like that was what was going to happen, but then good old King Henry got going. We'll give you the rest. It's locked on NFL. It's Bo Brock and, NFL fans, this is an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. You ever heard of it? My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL and you can get a bonus for 25 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get 50 cent gallon per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get 50% per gallon cashback on your first tank. That's the code TOUCHDOWN for you NFL fans. All right, Bo Brock hanging out with you. Locked on NFL Mondays. It was a wild week too, and it was a, it was a chance for redemption for some teams that kind of came out of the gate slow in week one and certainly one of those teams yeah it was the uh, Tennessee Titans we bring on our guy Tic Tac Tyler Tyler Roland Tyler thanks for joining us man uh you know what I, I was counting the Titans out earlier because of what I witnessed in week one what were they able to do in a week two game against the Seattle Seahawks on the road in the Pacific Northwest not in Nash Vegas not Nashville they turned their season really around that was just looking horrible after, is it safe to say, six quarters of play?
3: Yeah, I mean, six quarters of terrible play for the Titans. They were down 24-9 to nine at halftime in Seattle. I mean, the crowd was truly rocking during the game. Uh, a wonderful football environment, but a tough place to play. So everything was looking brutal and all of the... Worries about the Titans from the preseason, from the offseason, all the things that the naysayers had to say seemed like they were coming true. They weren't able to get anything going on the ground. There was a turnover by Tannehill who had some struggles with that early on in his career. The defense was blowing plays and giving up deep bombs to Tyler Lockett, but... During halftime, the Titans made some adjustments. They were able to get stops on third down. They ended up holding the Seahawks to only four first-down conversions out of 12 third-down opportunities. And for a Titans defense that was last in the NFL last year with 51% of their third downs giving up a first down, that's a major improvement. And the Titans' pass rush really deserves a lot of the credit. Up front, Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, they were able to get significant pressure on Russell Wilson, make him uncomfortable, and they also didn't allow the Seahawks to get anything going on the ground. Chris Chris Carson was their leading rusher on the day. He had 31 yards on 13 carries. So the Titans' defense really stepped up, and then on offense, they were just able to get the ball rolling with Derrick Henry. Finally start to run the ball. He finished with 182 and three touchdowns. So that kind of turned the tide for the Titans in the second half.
0: Is that all? Is it 182 and three toddies for uh, King Henry, <laughs> who absolutely found uh, his tracks again? The uh, the NFL rushing king from last year, 33 uh, 30 overtime. Derrick Henry, as you mentioned, the numbers they're just crazy. Uh, you know, following you on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. You know, I, I saw your excitement when the team would get play action going because it's so important to this game. They were limited to two play action plays the previous week. Was that also key for them to kind of get back into their offensive rhythm that we, we, we've we seen the last two seasons?
3: Yeah, I think so, and I, I think it's important for them to do that. We saw more play-action passing on first down, which I think was really – the key, the Titans were not going to the play action pass early enough when teams were expecting the run, so they would be able to get some good advantages there. But we saw a little bit more of that this week. I still think there is some left to be desired uh, in terms of going to the play action pass. I think there's a lot of uh, indications, a lot of things that prove that you don't necessarily need to be running the ball successfully to get good plays in the play action pass game. So the Titans need to think about that a bit more. But in the second half, they were able to get the run game going and Uh, ultimately, when you're the Titans running the scheme and the system that they do, it's great when the play-action pass is working, but you can't forget that the bread is buttered with (laughs) Derrick Henry. And if he's getting less than three yards per carry, as he was in the first half, the play-action pass can work, but they're not going to be in consistently good opportunities to take advantage of it. They were able to get the run game going, and it just unlocks the whole offense. And the Titans really had a tremendous comeback. This is the first time that Russell Wilson has had a team come back from 15 points or more at home. This doesn't happen to the Seahawks. And the Titans, when everything looked uh looked grim, were able to turn it around in a pretty magnificent way in the second half.
0: Wow. I th- I thought that that Green Bay playoff game that was it was a it was a wide margin like that. But I'm I mean, unbelievable.
3: And maybe regular season only, okay. you know, I don't and know if they're counting playoffs and that uh didn't have an indication there for sure. me. Sure.
0: Julio Jones, 128 yards on the day. Nice to see uh, the new weapon get uh, in the mix.
3: Yeah, and I thought he got robbed for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. As somebody who covers the Cardinals, the the catch by Hop last week, I don't think there was too big of a difference between what happened there. So uh, there are even some... In- versions of the photo showing his heel was inbounds anyway so I thought I got robbed of a touchdown but early on the Titans were only getting field goals in the first half and that's how they ended with nine points at halftime but being able to be in position to get those field goals basically Julio Jones was getting them up and down the field Derrick Henry wasn't able to have success in the run game and Tannehill was just targeting Julio over and over and he had the majority of that 128 in the first half and it was pretty much Julio Jones in the first half getting the Titans in position to get field goals. And then Derrick Henry in the second half putting them in position to score touchdowns.
0: Yeah. uh, So one and one, they're able to uh, kind of get back on track. And then they take on the Indianapolis Colts. who are 0-2 now uh, in week three.
3: Yeah. The AFC South right now is wide open. Uh, we had Houston lose on Sunday, the Colts lose on Sunday, the Jaguars look like a mess and they lose on Sunday. So in a way, although the Titans looked ugly in week one and it was an embarrassing performance, if you look at what happened in the AFC South on Sunday and you look at what the Titans have ahead of them in the next three weeks, they basically have wiped that off the board and washed that away. It's week one. It's an extreme in the season. We're a good football team. We're back on track, and we're ready to repeat as AFC South Division champions.
0: You got to tune in to Locked On Titans for a full recap of the wild overtime victory in Seattle. Ty Roland, of course, Locked On NFL host on Thursdays with my Cardinals co-host, Alex Clancy, who's not short on hot takes. Tune in this Thursday and every Thursday. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it, man.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, and yeah, tell Alex to uh, you know give uh, give the flamethrower a rest a little bit so that he's ready on Thursday after this crazy game for the Cardinals too. But thank you. Have a good one.
0: Sounds good, Tyler Rowland. And yeah, let's take a look at the rest of the afternoon games here. Uh, it was it was not short on uh, on excitement as we look at uh, how things played out in the afternoon or the later games. Tampa Bay Buccaneers all over the Atlanta Falcons, 48-25. Tom Brady. Through for five touchdowns. And uh, on the other side of those was uh, Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, two touchdowns apiece. Uh, Gronk now, if you date back to the Super Bowl, has six touchdowns in his last three games, two in each of those contests. The Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, two picks, or I'm sorry, three picks, two touchdowns uh, as they fall to 0-2. Dallas Cowboys, they are able to take out Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers 20-17. to 17. Dak 237 yards in the air, a pick. Tony Pollard, surprising day on the ground, 109 yards and a touchdown. Herbert, as I mentioned, 338 in the air, his second consecutive 300-yard passing game. Had a touchdown but had two interceptions, and there was a crucial call on Justin Herbert late in that contest where he was marked down. His momentum was not uh, was was stopped, according to the officials. Very controversial call there that took the charges w- way deep in a a uh, second and goal, made it third and goal, very deep uh, chance to try to get a score there for the Chargers. And they fall to the Cowboys, Tennessee Titans, as we mentioned it, 33, 30 over the Seahawks in overtime, Russell Wilson, three forty three and two touchdowns in that game. And then as Tyler mentioned, a wild one in the desert, the Arizona Cardinals survive the Minnesota Vikings in their home opener. The Cardinals win 34, 33, Greg Joseph, the Vikings place kicker, who earlier in that game had made two 52-yard field goals, missed from 37. Kyler Murray continues to be a wizard out there. He had uh, four more touchdowns, nine total on the season. In two games, Kyler Murray did have two crucial interceptions. One was a pick six to open up the second half, but they're able to weather that, weren't able to really salt this game away. Kirk Cousins was very good in that contest, 244, three touchdowns. He hits all his main receivers, K.J. Osborne. He hit Justin Jefferson, and he hit Adam Thielen, all for scores in that game, but all for not. The Vikings dropped 0-2 after a season-opening loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Sunday night was a wild one to wrap up your weekend action. We'll talk to the winner of that contest, but I do need to tell you that uh, it was so fun yesterday because in between watching all the games, on the Sunday ticket. I was also jumping on to my on-demand favorites. I was watching uh, Ted Lasso in between. It was no problem. I was just going from my stream of the games on the ticket and then also I was watching on-demand favorites like Ted Lasso or whatever you may wanna watch, movies. Direct TV, Spring bring, direct TV stream brings you your live TV, your on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting, Walk, get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that's directtv.com. Also, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah, have you tried Built Bar yet? It's incredible. You've got nine delicious flavors you can always rely upon, and they're so tasty. They actually are winning blind taste test contests against actual candy bars. Coconut, coconut, almond, mint, brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate. There's something for everyone, and you don't have to cut any corners for nutritional nutrition. There's 17 grams of protein, 130 grams of calori- 30 ca- calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping up a wild week, too, was Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens taking out the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night football, 36-35. It was a fumble that cost the Chiefs an opportunity to potentially kick a game-winning field goal Clyde Edwards Hilaire coughed up the football and Lamar Jackson finally gets his W over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to talk about it our guy Kevin Ostriker, of course locked on Ravens joins us Kevin what did it take for Lamar finally to get this win over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs
1: yeah well Bo it, it took resiliency I mean really this team had been dealing with or and still has been dealing with so many injuries over this past month they had they have 15 guys on IR they had three key contributors inactive with injury two more left this game early so they had a bunch of guys out and Lamar Jackson didn't start this game very well he had semi Watkins slip and that resulted in a pick six on that first possession for Baltimore threw in a triple coverage on another play resulting in Tyron Matthew's second interception but this team I mean they believe in their guys they trust everybody on that roster on that fourth down play where I personally thought they should have gone for it and I know a lot of people might not have been in that boat with me, but I thought that the way that Patrick Mahomes and that offense was moving the football, they could have easily gotten it back into field goal range. There was a play where you saw during the timeout John Harbaugh say, Lamar, do you want to go for it? So this is it just goes to show how close this team is with each other, the players, the coaches, the executives, everybody. And for the first time in four years, Baltimore has defeated the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a game that many people did not expect the Ravens to win because of the injuries, because people thought, oh, Lamar Jackson can't play from behind. Well, he was behind for some of this one, and he showed that he could absolutely come back and beat a team that has a very explosive offense.
0: Yeah, the uh, viral video, it's now viral, as it's Monday morning and we're seeing the rounds and it's, you know, John Harbaugh, you know, having that communication with his quarterback and it's always been there. I remember the game in Seattle, I don't know if it was last year, the previous season where he asked if he wanted to go for it and, or Lamar asked him to go for it basically and, and he obliged, you know, is there ever a situation where you think Lamar's like, nah, eh, you know what, let's punt it. <laughs> I don't think that
1: exists. No, right? I know. There's there's no way. He's too competitive, though, to yeah. have that happen to him.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. So the Ravens are even able, able to even their record, you know, coming off the Monday Night Football loss to the, the uh, Vegas Raiders. You know, which team is, is which? Is it somewhere in between with this Ravens team, the one that coughed up the lead and lost Monday night, or the, the team that roared back and beat the Chiefs?
1: You know, I think it is closer to what we saw on Sunday night against Kansas City. Monday night, you know, I'll argue the Ravens arguably should have won that game. The defense just collapsed in the fourth quarter and overtime. But I think people have to put into perspective that, yes, this team is not what it once was in terms of talent just because of losing Marcus Peters and losing J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. But they're working with pieces right now who have talent. These guys are coming in. They're in their second week with the team, their first week with the team. They're they're trying to get acclimated with everything that the Ravens do with the playbook. So by the time we hit week six, week seven, week eight, and the Ravens start to get players back, such as Rashad Bateman, maybe Tyree Phillips comes back a bit early, You know, Jimmy Smith coming back, Ronnie Stanley hopefully coming back healthy. This team has the potential to do a lot of good things this year, but they do have to maneuver through the injuries that they have sustained, especially to those key contributors, and just believing in themselves will get them a long way, but they also have to execute on the field, especially in those high-leverage situations. They couldn't do it against Las Vegas, but they came back and they did it against Kansas City.
0: Yeah, it was a couple just nail-biting performances up next. The Detroit Lions, maybe a little <laughs> maybe a little vacation from these intense games. But Lamar Jackson, his fourth game, 200 yards passing, 100 yards rushing. You mentioned the injuries to that running back's uh, core. Uh, not looking too bad, you know, as it's patchwork. They lost their two guys in, in J.K. Dobbins and, and uh, of course, Gus Edwards. What are your thoughts on the running back core before we let you out of here?
1: Yeah, well, I think, I think it's a good group they have. Again, it's about getting familiar with the offense. This was Latavius Murray's second game with the team. Devonta Freeman just got called up to the practice squad earlier in the week. But I mean, Tyson Williams has shown flashes. He's done it throughout the entire preseason. Now taking that over to the regular season showed a lot more in pass protection. I thought against Kansas City, that was a good sign. But the Ravens now have a bunch of running backs who, you know, if you're talking about, oh, if this was 2017, it would be like two and a half pro bowlers. But, you know, it's not. But they still have talent. You know, Devonta Freeman is still a capable back. Same with Octavius Murray. If Le'Veon Bell gets called him to the practice squad, he can also be. But you're losing – there is a talent drop-off. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are just two phenomenal football players. But the Ravens, I think, did a great job of pivoting when they had to, finding the talent they needed to, and are now working them in. So by the time, again, it it becomes the middle of the year, I think the offense will be able to get back to at least a little bit of that high-octane rushing offense, and we've already seen it so far during these first couple weeks.
0: Fantastic insight. For more on the win from the Ravens, check out today's episode of Locked on Ravens with Kevin Ostreicher. Kevin, man, enjoy it, man. It's a big victory for Baltimore.
3: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, bro.
0: There he goes, Kevin Ostreicher. Make sure you're following along, you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, watching all the great content that we're putting out, including... Locked on NFL live on Sundays. where We're previewing every game with our host Ross Jackson and Cody Roark. And speaking of Ross Jackson, he'll join you tomorrow with Luke Braun. He'll be breaking down Monday night football tonight. It is the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Can the Packers show that week one was a fluke? And the Lions kind of a surprise game in week one as well. They roared back against the San Francisco 49ers. They lost, uh, Not by much, but they they were able to narrow the margin, make it respectable in Dan Campbell's debut. That's going to do it for me here on Locked On NFL. I'm your host, Bo Brock. I'll be back with you next Monday. Enjoy the Monday Night Football. Check out Luke and and Ross tomorrow. Of course, enjoy the rest of the week here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, thanks for subscribing and following along to wherever you find your podcast. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. Before I get it out of here, I got to tell you that betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q, who you heard here today, and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, where you get your podcast. Have a great rest of your Monday. I will talk to you next week on the Locked On NFL podcast.